<laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Husk, what's up? Living your truth. I know what I want and I know what I need. Living my truth is really hard, but it's setting me free. Ain't got no time for the faking, cause the love is the point. The love, if they baby. knock me down, then I, I get up. Dust myself off, love myself in the best way. They want you to fall and have nothing to say. Don't make a move, don't make a move, don't make a sound. Don't make a sound. I've come too far, I've come too far to give up now. I know that's right. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. How is everyone doing today on this lovely Saturday? And today we are coming to you right from Whistler, Canada. I'm excited to announce that. We've been out here for a couple of days. We have a few more days to go. It's a long holiday weekend, and we just appreciate everyone for tuning in. Today, we are talking about trauma returns and why we are comfortable acting out certain behaviors that we've been exposed to in our past. See, trauma physically affects the brain and body, causing anxiety, rage, and the inability to concentrate. I know a lot about that. I've experienced that. Um, in my adult years, not so much in my earlier childhood years, but that's kind of how trauma works. When we're young, our brain has the ability to kind of stop that process only to revisit it later. See, look, being comfortable in behaviors that are non-conducive to the way that, again, I want to live, you know, I had to get rid of those things and I have to work on them daily. It is a Important part of my regimen, important part of me being able to be the best version of myself. And so that's why I want to talk about how trauma can return. It comes back in a plethora of ways. Um, perhaps it's something that triggers us, an event, perhaps something that someone says, perhaps just the, you know, memory of a traumatic experience. And so it's no one else's job to manage your trauma. And in this case, I always talk about myself. You guys know this. Hello to everybody up top, in the middle, down below. I see y'all. Thank y'all for being here. It's important to keep in mind that it is, again, talking about myself, my responsibility to manage my traumas, to pay attention to them, to recognize them, to understand where they come from and why they are still present. See, if I'm not doing anything to better myself, if I'm not doing anything to rid myself of certain issues or, you know, quirks and ticks, then how can I complain about it over and over and over? Many of you have probably heard either my, myself say or someone else say, hey, if you don't like it, change it. And that is my approach to trauma. That's how I approach it. That's how I look at it. Um, I do my due diligence and I have done my due diligence and I will continue to do that because Quite frankly, I'm tired of being frustrated over my reaction to certain things. I'll let y'all know I'm always going to be transparent with you guys. And I appreciate you guys for being embracive and supporting me through my personal evolution. And a lot of the times it's hard. It's difficult. I talk about that often. But there are ways that we can manage our traumas. You've heard me mention before about meditating and working out. 
but also reading. I mean, taking it a step further and reading books on trauma, reading about the effects of trauma from childhood to adult years. And then, of course, how we act those out, even within our family, friends or relationships. This is Living Your Truth. I am Tavares. We'll be right back from Whistler, Canada. Sit tight. We're paying some bills and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares all the way from Whistler, Canada. How's everyone doing today? Today we're talking about how trauma returns. And that's why I don't drink no more. <laughs> that's one of the main reasons um, when I would drink, I would go up high and come down low. And I would act out a lot of my traumas. Um, and if you're curious what those are, um, verbally abusive, emotionally abusive, you know, not really caring about what people thought or how they felt based on what I said. That started off at an early age. I had to quickly get, a, you know, get ahead of that. And here's the thing. I didn't even know how. I had to go through the trial and error process of learning that. Um, and I'm not proud about that. And that's something that has motivated me and continues to motivate me to be the absolute best versions of myself. You guys know I've been completely transparent. I've had a lot of issues in my life, things that I'm not proud of, physical abuse um, on both ends, and being exposed to violence at a young age, which played its part as I grew up. Um, and not only with people that I knew, but even with complete strangers. I'd walk around with a huge chip on my shoulder and not even know why. I mean, do you know someone like that who walks around just with a, con like a constant attitude all the time? That was me for a long time. And what's more frustrating about that is that I didn't even understand why or how. I just knew that I was irritated. And in that moment, I was so far irritated that I couldn't even backpedal out of it. You know someone like that? It's tough. Maybe you're like that. I'm just saying, it's tough. And this is why I had to do something about it for myself. Now, I'm not here to tell you what to do with your trauma, but I am here to hopefully provide some type of enlightenment, some type of assistance, some type of direction on where to start. It's difficult. For me, it really impeded many things in my life. My ability to have healthy relationships, my ability to even retain information and learn. Um, I became a much better student later on in life. Yeah, later on. I was a social butterfly going through school. And I mean, all the way, I, from as long as I can remember, grade school, middle school, high school, just a social butterfly. And now being an adult, much better student, a lot more focus, and that's because I'm deliberate in my efforts. You know, you've heard me say it before, doing the work is necessary to get to the other side. Trauma for me, um, man, it's done a number on me, and it, I'm often able to see it um, when I'm reflecting. It's not always in the moment. In the moment, to me, trauma feels normal. Yeah, it feels normal. But that's because I've been around it for so long. And now I'm in a place where I'm moving forward within myself, within the body of who I am, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. 
See, I can't just be in the gym working on my physical, right? I can't just be working on the exterior. I like to believe that all the work I'm doing that represents my exterior is doing 10 times much more work on the inside. My meditation, that's my mental and mind exercise. Also helps with respiratory. The breathing exercises help to calm my nerves, lower my blood pressure. 120 over 80, that's right. That's where we should be at all times. Always do your best to stay 120 over 80. I know I do because it does me no good to get all worked up. It does me absolutely no good. And when I get overwhelmed, I tend to shut down. It's called a mental collapse. At least that's what I call it because that's what it feels like to me. You know, if you suffer from things like this, don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to go, you know, turn over your insurance card, your medical insurance card and get some assistance. That's what it's there for. You're paying for it. This is Living Your Truth. I am Tavares. We'll be right back. Hey, you guys, Tavares here from Living Your Truth Podcast. I just wanted to say thank you so much to everybody who is on social media showing love. If you've liked a picture on Instagram or you've liked a post on Facebook or Twitter, I see y'all. We appreciate it over here. Absolutely appreciate it because that's your time and that's your energy. Please also be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast at. That is important. I want everyone to have access to the show, and I don't want you guys to miss any of the upcoming episodes ever. Set your alerts. Be sure to follow. We will follow back. Believe that. I will follow back. I will make sure, okay? Excuse me. And real quick, I don't want to act like things aren't happening over in Ukraine. Things are happening, and they're bad. So I just want to send love and to let Ukraine know we stand with them. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. I am him. Hello, hello, hello. So thankful and grateful to have you all here with me today as we are every Saturday. We're talking about how trauma returns. You know, initial reactions to trauma can include exhaustion, confusion, sadness, anxiety, agitation, numbness, disassociation, confusion, physical arousal, and blunted effect. Most responses are normal in that they affect most survivors and are socially acceptable, psychologically effective, and self-limited. That all according to www.ncbi.gov. Let's talk about that for a minute. Disassociation. I shut down. When I get overwhelmed, I shut down. It's just something that happens. And I believe that is probably associated with my earlier childhood traumas and my exposure to those traumas. Remember, I said earlier, as a child, it's difficult for the brain to process that information at that time, especially if you are in fight or flight mode. And in our case growing up, it was a lot of that survivor mode, right? Making sure we were going to be able to be where we needed to be, to be safe, fed, and warm, to be productive for the days to come. And so disassociation for me 
Um, I still battle with that at times. When I get overwhelmed, I have no problem just kind of shutting down. And it's not to say that that's where I go, but that is a natural defense mechanism, a coping mechanism, just to be quiet, to go mute. Not always helpful, not always a benefit. However, you know, when you're a product of violence like myself, you learn how to make it work for you. And I've learned how to make it work for me. Now, I can't say whether it's a good or bad thing. However, I've been able to adjust, much like many of us probably have had to adjust to life after trauma. Doesn't mean the trauma's gone, just means that we've adjusted to it and we've had to normalize it. I mean, when you look at TV and movies and all that, they normalize violence. They normalize, you know, blood and gore and shooting and guns and all these things that we have become so desensitized to as a society. But I'm going to keep it close to home because I'm talking about myself. See, living your truth for me has been a true journey in that the vulnerabilities to me, I've never seen myself being vulnerable. And so I've had to climb this vulnerability mountain to get to the other side. And I'm happy to say that it's made some positive impacts in my life. Exhaustion and confusion definitely go hand in hand with trauma as it relates to myself, because many times I do come, I do become exhausted just at trying to process the trauma and then trying to get beyond it. It's one thing to process and understand. It's another thing to get beyond it. How do I get beyond it so that I don't repeat these things? How do I get beyond it so that my grandchildren are not impacted or our children are not impacted? The truth is we learn to manage. Within our family, we discuss trauma openly. That's what I've learned in the last several months. That's one of the things I've learned in the last several months. To discuss it openly, not make it taboo. Don't shush or shut down anyone who wants to talk about their trauma. Understand this. That is possibly the beginning to their healing process. And it's going to look different for everyone. Confusion and sadness, you know, that too is an overwhelming feeling. And I don't prefer to live in those spaces. Although sometimes without even any notice to myself, I'm already there. Now, what do you do when you're already in that space? And the space I'm talking about is that mute space, the space that has me self-isolating. Do you know what that feels like? Do you know anyone like that? Maybe you're like that. It sucks because you want to get out of this space and you want to discuss and talk about it and share. But what if you can't? What if you feel like you are standing in your own way? And it's not because you don't want to share. It's simply because you don't have the tools to do so. That's another reason why I created Living Your Truth with Tavares. To express and share stories, emotions, situations that I'm not proud of at all. In fact, that make me flat out uncomfortable to discuss. And I've had to learn how to be okay with being uncomfortable. To me, if I'm uncomfortable with something, it's time to work that out. It's time to go through it. It's time to seek and destroy so I can get to the other side. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares from Whistler, Canada. We'll be right back. 
What you say? I heard it through the grapevine. Remember, practice positive self-talk. Treat yourself. Don't cheat yourself. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. I am him, and I'm so happy to say that we are all the way in Whistler, Canada. So beautiful out here. Today, we're talking about trauma returns. Look, when I get irritated, I shut down. True story. I shut down. And sometimes... I can't control that shutdown. Just being 100% with y'all. I can't control it. And because it comes, honestly, it comes like a thief in the night. And I know that sounds crazy. But that's how slick it is. That's how slick it is. I don't know when that is going to come. And it just, boom, it hits me. I could wake up and just be irritable and not know why. Maybe you know someone like that. Maybe you feel like that. Look, you're not alone. It's tough. And sometimes I don't quite understand it. And that is why, again, I go to my toolbox. What is my toolbox? My meditation, my workouts, my running. That's, those are the tools in my toolbox. Stretching, my latest tool that I do every single day. It helps me think. It helps me to pause and stop. Don't be afraid to pause and stop. And many times it takes me about 15 to like 20 minutes to like come back to myself. And what I mean by that is, put it like this. We all know what tetherball is, right? We all play tetherball in school, grade school. So um, I describe my irritability as a untethering. That's how I describe it. And then I describe when I kind of come back to myself and I'm like, you know, I'm in a space where I can now manage that irritability. I call that being retethered. And so when I feel untethered is when I go into, as you heard me say earlier, the mental collapse. The mental collapse is not to be confused with a mental break. A mental collapse is just shutting down. And I just shut down. Now, I'm in a beautiful, happy, in loving marriage. So I can't just allow myself to shut down. And if you're in a relationship with somebody... Well, we just can't do that. And I'm not saying that you can't do that because I'm telling you that. If you're married like I am, then we took an oath. That's what we did for better or worse. So I can't just shut down because I feel irritable or I feel uncomfortable. And I can't just say, oh, you don't understand because you don't know where I've been. That's why I share. I have to be transparent with my wife so that she doesn't become impacted by my trauma. You know, I read somewhere, it said, partners who have partners with PTSD have a higher chance of becoming depressed. When I read that, it really hurt my heart. It really made me sad because I never want to take any light from my queen Never, never. She is 75 and sunny, and I mean every day. And that's a blessing. It may seem not normal to me for someone to always be at that level in life, but I tell you, I welcome the light because I've been through so much darkness. I myself have allowed myself to reside in darkness. 
Not to be confused with me doing dark things or, you know, being out there and being like demonic. Not that. But just those dark spaces within myself that cause me, you guessed it, to collapse mentally. Have I ever collapsed physically? Only once. Very long time ago, 2015, I believe it was, had a severe anxiety attack. Um, Severe, severe. And... Never want to experience that again. Never. A lot of it was due to dehydration, but I also know a lot of it was due to my mismanagement of my traumas. And back then, I didn't have any idea. Again, I was acting out a lot of the times. That's what we're talking about, how the trauma can easily return. For me, it could return at any moment. And not just the trauma, the act, but all the emotions that come with it. See, that is like an emotional avalanche, for me anyway. And so that's why I find myself talking about how to manage my trauma because it's not a one-all be-all. It's not, I, I can't go take a pill and just that be it. Though I have been, through my evaluation, I had one doctor say, okay, take this for two years and come back to me. Here's the issue I have with that. One, I don't care to pop pills to alter my behavior and then think that it's going to be sustainable. I don't agree with that. That's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. And it's because I know people where it didn't work out so well. I recently lost an uncle. Rest in paradise, Uncle Sporty. Love you, baby. And, you know, I just have my opinions about that. And I don't agree with that. I even asked the doctor. I said, hey, can you tell me what I'm going to be like in two years? He couldn't tell me that. He couldn't tell me if I was going to be different. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm taking some prescription drugs for two years, I'm pretty sure I'm going to come out a little altered. I am not willing to sacrifice who I am who I know myself to be for that. So I've had to be more proactive in my search, in my quest for holistic therapy. I'm proud and happy to announce that I have come upon EMDR. Some of you may or may not know what that is. I'll get into more of that later. But I'm happy to announce that I will be starting EMDR very soon here. And I'll share that experience with you guys because I want you guys to know. And you guys have been with me since the beginning. <clears throat> this is Living Your Truth with Tavares. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. How are y'all doing today? Thank you so much for being here with me again today. Such a blessing. We are talking about trauma returns. And look, how do you identify trauma triggers? I'm going to help you out right there. Uh, anger or irritability equals overreaction. Mood, unexplained changes in mood. You ever be around somebody and they go from like happiness to irritability in like 0.2 seconds? Pay attention. Disassociation, I mentioned that word earlier. The mind's distance from the body. You ever talk to somebody and you think they're listening, but... You look at them 
and you can clearly see that they are not there. They are the body's there, but their mind is elsewhere. I've definitely been um, that person, and I've been that person often. And I tell you right now, it sucks. It really does. Um, I don't wish a traumatic experience on anybody because it's not just the act that affects the individual or individuals. It has the ability to affect the person or persons long thereafter. And here, look, full transparency, I'm pretty sure there have been things that I've done in my life that have affected others that way. And I'm truly sorry for that. Knowing what I know now, experiencing what I've been experiencing lately, man, I really wish I knew a lot of things back then because I would have made a lot of better decisions. I would have treated people a lot better. I would have been a lot more respectful and receptive to the things that were being told to me instead of just thinking it was all about me. Yep. I was always in my own way. And I didn't realize that till much, much, much later in life. And then, of course, one of the major triggers we all know, anxiety. Evaluation and control. Yeah, anxiety and me, we just don't mix well. I'm not good with my stressors, and that's why I have done more to manage my expectations. You guys and women and probably some kids out there listening, young adults, have always heard me say, manage your expectations. Not only for self, but when we do that, we also help those who have expectations of us. How does trauma change? And by the way, that last bit of information was according to CatalystCenterlick.com. Thank you guys over there. We appreciate y'all. Um, and then, of course, how trauma changes personality. Permanent, some unpleasant experiences produce permanent changes in the brain and corresponding shifts in intelligence, emotionally reactivity, happiness, social ability, and other traits that use to be thought of as set for life. Yeah. Like I said before, trauma, the permanent changes, even at a young age, can be very severe as we come into adulthood. I've had to learn some things over and over um, because the way I was taught was BS or the things I was exposed to were BS. We don't have to be what we're exposed to. And that's where I'm coming from. My father was extremely violent with my mother, extremely. And it's not easy for me to talk about this, but I feel like I have to, to gain understanding, not understanding for the bull that he did, but for understanding of the emotions that come thereafter. It's a very, it's tough. It's tough, you can hear it in my voice. The long, awkward pauses, it's very tough. But I'm here, like you are, to work it out and to get through to the other side. I don't want to continue to live a life of frustration, especially when I'm getting frustrated with myself. And I'm getting frustrated with myself because of my reactions to certain things. Like I said before, sometimes I react to something and by the time I've realized that I've had a bad reaction, it's too late, and now I gotta backpedal. Now, that sucks just altogether. I can't stand that feeling because 
I prefer to get it right the first time. But like I said, sometimes through the traumatic experience that I've experienced, my ability to, kept, to, to, to catch the emotion before it materializes is uh, it's challenged. And whew, it's just something I have to just, again, I got to get better at. I have to get better at doing the job. And that's why I continue to say, don't give up on yourself. If you give up on yourself, you give up on your future. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. We'll be right back. Hey, Tavares here from Living Your Truth with Tavares. Always take time for your mental health. You matter. You are very important. And many people love having you around. So take the time for your mental health. I know life can get crazy. I know we all get busy. I know we got to be here, there, here. Oh, yeah. And can't forget that meeting. I get it. But take the time to give yourself enough time so that you can cruise along into your day and about your day. There's no need to be playing catch up throughout the day. We all hate that feeling. I know I do. I can't stand rushing. It gets on my last nerve. So I do myself the honor and the privilege of giving myself a bit more time just so that I don't have to rush. There's no need to build up all that angst, all that cortisol inside your body, all that adrenaline. It's not good for you. So give yourself the time. And have a great day. We'll see you next week. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. So happy to be here all the way from lovely Whistler, Canada. So beautiful out here. Love the people, love the vibe, love the food. We'll talk more about that later. But right now, we're talking about trauma returns. You heard me earlier mention that I'll be starting my EMDR therapy. Um, I just wanted to kind of expand on that a little bit for y'all. Eye movement desensitization. Excuse me, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing therapy. Basic principles, protocols, and procedures. Shout out to Francine Shapiro, also rest in paradise, Francine Shapiro. She is the inventor and creator of EMDR. What is EMDR therapy? Well, you just heard me say it. Eye movement desensitization and reprocessing therapy is a mental health treatment technique. This method involves moving your eyes a specific way while you process traumatic memories. EMDR's goal is to help you heal from trauma or other distressing life experiences. That is according to my.clevelandclinic.org. And then, of course, there are eight lovely steps of EMDR. And again, the reason I've decided to go this route of therapy is because I don't care to pop pills. I don't care for the prescription drugs. It's not sustainable in my opinion. That's just my opinion. Remember, we are all inclusive, not exclusive, here at Living Your Truth with Tavares. So if you are loving what I'm putting down, great. If you're not, that's okay. You just learned something new about myself. And that's what we're about. We don't, we, we share and we share our vulnerabilities. We share our experiences. There may be someone out there right now going through something similar. There may not be someone out there going through something similar. Maybe they're with a partner who has challenges 
with childhood trauma, drugs, alcohol. Remember, all these other things that I was doing, the drugs, alcohol, are also caused by the childhood traumas. All right. So the eight steps of EMDR. EMDR is an eight-phase treatment method, history-taking, client preparation, assessment, desensitization, installation, body scan, closure, and re-evaluation of treatment effect are the eight phases of this treatment, which are briefly described. This according to www.ncbi.nlm.nih.gov. And I appreciate what I've learned about EMDR so, so far. Um, it's not just for PTSD, <clears throat> though it deals a lot with PTSD, anxiety disorders. Um, it also helps people with uh, drug abuse, alcohol abuse. Um, maybe they hurt themselves. Maybe they cut themselves. This is also there to assist with those traumas also. You know, talking about this with you guys has been truly an honor because I've been able to evaluate myself, go and get evaluated, and I've been able to have the courage to walk through these doors. Look, it is not easy nor comfortable walking into a new office that's labeled psychiatrist or therapist, especially as a man. You know, over just through society, men are taught to be strong and never show emotion. I don't agree with not showing emotion because I know what that has done to me. Bottling up my emotions, I know played a role and has played a role in how I react to certain stressors in my life. I know that because pressure busts pipes. And I don't want to be identified that way. And, the, and if you don't want to be identified that way, well, guess what? The only way for us to not be identified that way, you guessed it. Do the work. And if you think that you can, like, not do the work and still get through life and kind of, like, be yourself, guess again. Because the moment that you think that you have it all together is going to be exactly the same moment that it's going to show up. I never think I have it all the way together. I like to believe and think that I do, but I never really buy into it. Why? Because that's not my reality. My life moves in a way that is just, it's unpredictable at times when it comes to my emotions. And so with my partner, my lovely wife, Amber, how you doing, baby? I have to be transparent. I could wake up in the morning and not really be feeling myself. And I say, hey, babe, can you give me a moment? I'm not really feeling myself today. And she'll say, hey, babe, go ahead. That is necessary. Communication is key. I got to talk to my queen. I got to include her in the process so that I don't leave her out in the cold. It's so important to be mindful and be present with your partners and with self. Don't shut them out. Clue them in. It'll be helpful. Don't dump on them and then not share with them. I prefer to share, not dump. There's a difference. When I'm sharing, it's not so heavy. It's me just sharing with my wife. If I'm dumping on her, I'm not looking for her response. I'm not looking for her opinion. And that's not cool. Now, there may be a time and place for that, but I have to issue the disclaimer. Hey, babe, can you be my soundboard today? I'm having a tough time. 
Talk to your friends. Talk to your best friends. And if you're not comfortable talking to them, then talk to your family. And if you're not comfortable talking to them, then perhaps a professional. And if none of that works, well then sit tight and pray. And if you're not into praying, then try and meditate. I don't have all the answers. I'm sharing with, I'm sharing the things that I've used, the methods that have worked for me, because I've been through it. I walk through it every day. And it's frustrating. It is. But I have my great days. There are some fantastic days. In my later years in life, I can genuinely say that I've had more better days lately than I've had in the past. But that's because I deal with it. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. Welcome back to the podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. I want to thank each and every single one of y'all for tuning in today. You know we do this every Saturday. I love you all. Up top, middle, and down below, I see y'all. Remember, if you're having a hard time with childhood trauma or adult trauma, get the help that you require. Seek it out. Ask questions. Talk to your friends, family, professionals. There's always a way to get to the other side. As long as you have the will, you can get it done. If you have questions, comments, or concerns, or just want to say hello, you can email us at livingyourtruthpodcast at gmail.com. If you are on the Twitter, as I love to say, we are at, that means Twitter, y'all, L-I-V-I-N-U-R Truth. And if you are on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok, we are at Living Your Truth Podcast. Look, I know it's not easy discussing some of the things that we talk about, and I know it's not easy to hear them. However, it's necessary. It's okay to identify with struggles. It's okay to tell yourself, hey, I'm not having a good day. Because all those things say, I'm willing to do something about it. Until the next time, be the best versions of yourself and live your truth. Peace. Next time on Living Your Truth with Tavares. Sobriety. Preparation breeds clarity. On the next Living Your Truth with Tavares. I believe when it comes to being the best at anything, whether it's the best ball player, basketball, football, or the best golfer, I believe it starts with just wanting to be the best self, the best you. When you're the best you, anything you do will have the best of you infused into it. Therefore, if it's football, making you the best football player. If it's baseball, making you the best baseball player. If it's hockey, making you the best hockey player. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with aspiring to be the best of anything. But we should absolutely be mindful and be sure that when we make those wishes and we create those dreams, 
that being the best self should be at the center of it. That's because when it comes down to it, you're not always going to be a basketball player. You're not always going to be a football player. You're not always going to be a hockey, golf. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not always going to be these things. But what you will always be is you. Now, those versions will evolve as they should. And so, therefore, being your best self while being you and you going through life and life's evolutions... One thing we could all rest assured is that if we bring our best self because we're being our best selves, then we are going to go through life as our best self. That's why I always aspire to be the best versions of myself every day. Not every day is the same. I feel like I fall short sometimes, but that's where I hold myself. That's how I am accountable to me. It may be different for you and that's okay as it should be. But I'm here to inspire and to motivate and to create spaces and safe places for people to be their absolute best and to invite them to always invite themselves to be their absolute best. There is absolutely nothing wrong with aspiring to be the best versions of yourself. The rest will follow. And so I hope you've enjoyed this moment, this message from me to you. Until the next time, be the best versions of yourself and live your truth. Peace. Be sure to email us at livingyourtruthpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're on Twitter, we are at L-I-V-I-N-U-R Truth. And if you're on TikTok, Instagram, or Facebook, we are at Living Your Truth Podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Husk. What's up? Living your truth. I know what I want and I know what I need. Living my truth is really hard, but it's setting me free. Ain't got no time for the faking, cause the love is the point. If they knock me down, then I, I get up, dust myself off, love myself in the best way. They want you to fall and have nothing to say. Don't make a move, don't make a move, don't make a sound. Don't make a sound. I've come too far, I've come too far to give up now. I know that's right. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares.